Hi guys, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Carefree and Black Diaries. So even though um, right now I'm recording this and it's not my birthday, it's still my birthday now that you are listening. So if you're listening to this episode on Tuesday when it comes out, it's my birthday and I'm excited, but I'm also kind of like sad at the same time and I know it sounds crazy but I am one of those people who gets kind of sad on their birthday and I'll explain later during the carefree updates and also throughout this episode but first thank you for coming back and joining me not only on my birthday and my birthday week but for a brand new episode of the podcast it means so much to me if it's your first time hearing me welcome to our family our carefree family we talk about everything here from politics pop culture music tv life lessons everything if you want it it's here on this podcast so if you are returning thank you for returning and coming back to listen to our little carefree family subscribe on whatever platform you're using to listen and let's hop into our carefree updates all right guys so let's kick it off with some positive news that has been happening recently with everything that's been going on it's kind of hard to find some positive news lately but my man, listen, I know a lot of people don't agree with his art. A lot of people don't agree with his ways. Um, But I love me some Tyler Perry. I'm sorry, not sorry. I love me some Tyler Perry. And he just did a wonderful deed. He covered 44 Kroger stores and 29 Winn-Dixie stores in Georgia and Louisiana. And he used those stores to help cover people's bills during the checkout process and I love that I love that we need more of that like I'm not saying that celebrities or wealthy people have to broadcast when they're doing something nice for other people but it's nice to know that some of them are really making the effort to donate resources or just take time to think of people that may be highly affected during a time like this. Like it means so much. Now, speaking of a time like this, I was reading some articles and one of my friends actually posted on his Instagram story about how because he does live events like concerts and parties and stuff like that and he posted about how this could possibly really really like disrupt that event space like those public events large-scale events of large gatherings of people and I was reading some things that experts were saying that it may be smart to postpone all of those kinds of events until 2021 that was crazy but I was already of the mindset where even on the news if they were like okay outside is fine you can go back outside now everything's back to normal I personally was not going to be in that first wave of people to really test the waters. Like, I'll let y'all go first and see how everything pans out. And then once I see that the coast is clear, I will go out. But 
Mm-mm, sis, I was not gonna hurry up and run back out there without seeing first. So, I, you know, I was thinking about that because I have a conference coming up or was coming up. We'll see in June slash July during the summer months. And we've been waiting like from the organizers of the conference to see whether or not it was going to keep going because so many large scale events have been canceled or postponed at least until the fall. And we hadn't heard anything. And, you know, I was like, I don't know, like even if they said that it wasn't canceled and they were still going to host it. I'm still hesitant about going and probably won't go because it's going to be hundreds, maybe thousands of people there. And I just don't want to be exposed to that and then turn around and expose my family members and my friends to that too. So, you know, it's something to think about whether or not you planned on going to some events soon or not, whether your friends were having some things, you know, it's something to think about how these different industries and these different events are going to be impacted going forward. And 2021 seems like a long way off. So we'll see. I just wanted to pass that information along to you just in case you had some plans that you were still thinking about keeping. Maybe you need to reconsider, possibly. Now, when everything first started, I was thinking about children who had to be home during this time, children that may be abused at home, and maybe school was their only outlet or escape to get away from the abuse. But I really, you know, and I'm so upset with myself that I didn't think about this as well as the children, but apparently domestic violence rates have gone up, and I mean up up during um this shelter in place slash quarantine time because I mean people are forced to stay home with their abusers and I know a lot of times people are like well they can just leave don't they have family can't they call their mom but you never know what people are experiencing until you're in their shoes you never know what people are thinking so don't be so quick to judge when people are being abused in their homes but I did want to share that because if you or someone you know are dealing with domestic abuse in your home I want you to take the necessary precautions to take care of yourself and encourage you to get out of those situations it's not love as much as you may think or may be being convinced that it's love it isn't love does not hurt in that way love does not talk down on you love does not abuse you that's not love so um in efforts to help you get out of those situations i want you to write down this number Put it in a safe place. Um, save it in your phone under a different name. Kathy, Kim, Brie, Brianna, whatever you got to do. Save the number in your phone and call for help. The number is 1-800-799-SAFE. 
It's 1-800-799-7233. And that's not only for those that may possibly be being abused during this time, but also if you know someone who is dealing with domestic abuse in the home, encourage them to call, you know, be patient and encourage them to take the necessary steps. So I did want to share that with you all because it's something to take into account. You don't really think about that during times like this. We think about things that we're dealing with and not so much about other people. So I wanted to share that with y'all. Lastly, for our carefree updates, I know I told you all two weeks ago that we had a sibling podcast coming and that the name of it was or is Black History Moments. It is now live. I was having some technical difficulties and I still am, but... Your girl is resilient, so no worries. Um, So it didn't come out when I wanted it to come out, but it had to come out a week later. So the first episode is up. It is on Harry T. Moore and his wife, Harry Moore. If you haven't heard those names before, don't worry. You can listen to the podcast and learn about who they are in their story. That podcast is geared towards Black history and the stories that we don't often hear about our people and where we come from so again that is black history moments it's not on apple Podcasts yet fingers crossed it's coming soon listen i'm learning patience during this process i'm waiting on apple Podcasts to go ahead and clear it but it is on spotify it is on google Podcasts. it is on anchor it is on brink breaker yeah and one more streaming platform but when it gets on apple Podcasts, you all will be the first to know and it is a instagram page and a twitter page for as well you can check the carefree pages for the links to those pages but the name of it again is black history moments i hope that you all will support me in that podcast as well now that is all for our carefree updates so we're going to have a break for our sponsors and then get back into our topic that you all have been waiting for me not so much because it requires vulnerability and you all know vulnerability is something that i'm still working on but Here goes nothing. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, guys. So last week was part one of the podcast, Why You Keep Learning Lessons the Hard Way. And initially, I was just going to put everything into that one podcast episode. But in the process of me reading the um, parts of the book that I read you all last week, because I wanted you all to kind of like get familiar with what I had read. And what we're kind of going to dive into this week, um, something told me like, girl, hold on, because you have some more self-examination to do before you get on here. And I'm not going to lie. I kind of like chickened out and was like, Mm-mm, I don't know about putting all my business out there like that. But something told me that there is a way for me to share things that I have gone through without like, like, I don't have to give y'all names. I don't have to go into full step-by-step detail of things that have happened, but I can still share my story in a way that, um, still gives me some privacy where I feel like I haven't given up all of myself and left myself empty. And you all can still learn the lessons that I learned without you having to go through it yourself. So that is what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping that you get that from this podcast episode, because listen, (laughs) I have been through some things and sometimes you can go through so much in your life where you feel like you know stuff is happening so fast and so quickly and just like back to back to back and when you finally get out of those things it can feel like you are just thankful that it's over and you would rather not self-reflect or revisit the past because it's just it's too hurtful it hurts too much and I was like that and I'm still like that um but I'm working on a way to be able to self-reflect without self-deprecation or feeling bad about the things that I've gone through so you may remember one of the parts um in the book that I read you all let me find it it was it said that faith grows as we learn to be compassionate, kind, and gentle with ourselves when we step into the unknown. The past is your roadmap. It tells you where the potholes are, where sharp turns are required, and how you can stay calm as you move into unfamiliar territory. And she also said, like, when you reflect on the things that you've done or not done, we tend to beat up on ourselves. We criticize, judge, and condemn ourselves much more severely than the world could or would. And that is so, listen, that is so true. Because we can be our own worst enemies in that aspect. Like when we go through things, when we make mistakes or we mess up, we can have thoughts like, why was I so stupid? How did I allow that to happen? Um, Only a dumb person would do that. How did I not see the signs? Everything. Listen, every negative thought you can possibly think of, I've thought it. I've 
in there done that still go through it today but what kind of person would I be if I say that one of my missions in life is to help other people but the chance I get to share different things that I've gone through and hopefully help someone avoid those potholes or sharp turns that I have had to go through to come out to be the person that I am today. And by no means am I saying I'm perfect or anything close to it, but I've learned a lot along the way that I just wish to share with people because if I can help you not go through some of the things that I've gone through, then I've done my job. So today uh, I did some self-examination over the past week and today I was writing some things down earlier different uh, situations that I've been through and I wanted to just kind of touch on them a little bit and share some of those stories with you all so that hopefully you can be your better judge a better person a better judge of character than I have in the past. So let's just start. Um, first things first, let me give you a little bit of history on how I was so you can see kind of where the changes happen. So in high school, I'm going to just start y'all off at senior year. I was valedictorian of my class. I was like the, you know how regular schools have like homecoming queens we had a homecoming queen too, but our school, okay, I went to an all-black school, so things were a little different there, a lot different, and we had like a queen, but it was like the queen of the whole school, so it wasn't like just the homecoming where it's one night, it was like queen of the year, and you had elections and campaigns, so you had to run for this, so basically, I was that for the school, I was smart as a whip I had gotten the highest ACT score that anyone from my school had ever gotten before they wrote a article in the school paper about it so you know I had been to California I went to LA my senior year for a competition that I had won with the NAACP for photography and playwriting so I went to represent my uh, region in California for a photography and playwriting. So I just felt like I was on the right path. And then I went to college. <laughs> and I was, as I was like trying to figure out what went wrong, I was thinking about a few things. And one of the things I thought about was that I majored in something that I didn't want to do. So um, when I went to college, initially before I even enrolled, I wanted to major in theater. I liked business because um, in my head, I was like, I want to own a business one day. I want to be an entrepreneur, not knowing that at FAMU, which is in HBCU in Tallahassee, Florida, um, they have an awesome business school, but in my head, I was like, and I think maybe a counselor, I don't know what happened, but I think someone told me like, oh, if you want to be an entrepreneur, you need to go to the business school. So I'm 18, 17, young, naive, and I'm like, okay, bet. So I don't go for theater. I go for business. Mistake number one, <laughs> stick to your guns and do what's it is your heart desires. So I went to business school and 
you know, my people were kind of telling me, like, you can still do theater, just minor in theater. And I'm like, okay. So I met this guy my freshman year. I think I met him at orientation and he was like really into theater as well. So he was like, oh, and his major was business. So he was like, oh, cool. Like, um, we can both go see the advisors at the same time about majoring in theater. And I'm like, say less. Well, we end up some kind of way our schedules had a conflict and we didn't go to the advisor at the same time. And I think we had two different advisors. I go to my advisor and she's like, oh, business students can't make, can't minor in theater. And I'm like, really? And she's like, yeah, um, the coursework here is too strenuous. So we don't allow our students to minor in theater. Again, I'm young naive and I feel like if I ask you something what you tell me is going to be the truth and that you aren't going to just tell me something and feed me bs so I'm like oh that sucks but okay again young naive later I get back up with him and I'm telling him what she says and he was like my advisor told me the same thing but eventually she did let me minor in it. And I'm like, are you kidding? And he's like, no. So he went on to minor in theater and he still works in theater to this day. He did graduate with his business degree, just like me. But they let me minor, catch this. So they let me minor in public relations, but didn't let me minor in theater. Like what? So y'all, I was young didn't know any better but you know that as small as it may sound theater again in high school I was like writing plays so theater was my heart like writing was my heart and that's what I wanted to do and when you stop being able to do something that you love it feels like you can have a void in your life a void that you can't feel and that's what I was feeling so I started minoring in public relations and it was it was cool like we read a lot of books in PR and I had to take a few writing courses and you would think that that would kind of like fill the void for me but it didn't because that kind of writing was more so like for journalism so like articles newspaper articles and things like that so it wasn't really doing it for me I did have one teacher and he like saw something in me that I forgot was there and I love that guy to this day still keep in contact with him he still checks in from time to time but one day in class he pulled me to the side and he was like um, he had, I think we had an assignment or something and he had wrote on the back of my paper, like you're a great writer. Um, but I need to see more. So I stopped talking to him at the class and he's like, I really love your writing and I see so much potential there. Why don't you write more? And so I told him at that time in college, I started a blog. A blog was the very first thing I did. So 
I was like, oh, well, I kind of have a blog that I write on. And he was like, really? Send me the link. No, he told me to write it down, the website. So I gave him the website. And I tell you no lie, the next time we had class, I think that was like a Tuesday, Thursday class. So like, say Thursday, I come in class and after class, he's like, I read everything on your blog. And I was like, what? And he was like, why don't you write more? Because I hadn't updated my blog in a long time. So he was like, why don't you write more? I really need you to write more. And I'm like, okay. But for me, that was something I needed during that time because I was extremely depressed during college. And at the time, I didn't realize that I was depressed. And I guess like the signs were there. But again, this is like 2012 to 2016. And the discussion on depression and like mental health was still really early, like very premature. And we were all dealing with stuff at that time. But I was depressed because I was going through a few things. And let's just talk about those things. So, you know, outside of school, well, let me jump back to school real quick. In business, you had to take four accounting classes. I passed the first one, passed the second one. I got to my third one. And everyone talked about how um, hard this professor was because it was only two professors teaching it. One was for students whose concentration was accounting and the other professor was for students whose concentration was in accounting. So that one was supposed to be a little bit easier. And my concentration wasn't accounting. It was marketing. So I'm like, oh, this is going to be a breeze. <laughs> a lie. A lie. I failed that class twice with the same teacher. I failed it twice. Yeah. The third time around, I was like, I can't take him. Like, I can't take him. He didn't teach in a way that I understood. And he was just a, excuse my language, a piss poor professor. And there were so many complaints about him floating throughout the school. But for some reason, they just kept him on as a faculty member. So the third time, I'm like, nah, bro, like... I can't go through this a third time. So I take the teacher who is for the accounting students. Mind you, remember I told you that that teacher was supposed to be harder? Y'all, I passed that class with like an A minus. Okay, so it's not about like whether someone is harder or you know, like for these kind of students or those kind of students, it's about how determined you are and how people teach. Like that man was able to break down accounting so well that it just sounded like basic math. He would give you real world situations and not like these fictional hypothetical what if this happened what would you do he'd be like no you have a store you have this much money you're running your books so let's run it and I passed that class but 
I was supposed to get to that later in the topic, but at least you know it now. So I was depressed that I was failing this class. It was pushing my graduation date back. Um, I was seeing people around me that were getting ready to start graduating. And I was like, I cannot get out of here a year after I'm supposed to graduate. So I was, I had joined an organization. I joined a few organizations, but I had joined one. And one night... (laughs) This was one that I was hesitant about telling. So one night we all went out and we're at this club. (laughs) I'm like trying to think of a way to tell it without telling it. So we're at this club and I remember being outside in like the area of the club. I noticed that the group that I came with is not there anymore. So I go to the bathroom like, okay, let me see if they're in the restroom. I go in the restroom and I see one of the girls I came with. Um, let me see. Should I say it? I'm going to say it. I see one of my line sisters. And my line sister has liquid all over her face, like running down her face. And immediately I'm like, I'm very protective about my friends and people I love. Um, so immediately, especially during this time, like during this time, Shakira was more so ask questions later, handle business now. Um, but I've changed. Thank you, Lord. So she comes in the restroom or I come in the restroom and I see all this liquid and I said, is that drink on your face? Like, did someone throw a drink in your face? Immediately, she says, yeah, I said, who? Another one of my line sisters tells me who I listen. I blanked out. I don't even remember exactly what happened, but I remember walking out of the bathroom, finding exactly who she told me it was. And after that, you could just draw your own conclusions. It just turned into like a brawl in the club. I'm not going to lie. It was one, not one of my proudest moments not one of my proudest moments actually something I was very embarrassed by but I have learned valuable valuable lessons which we will get to about this so um you know so that happens it breaks up a word gets back to campus and people just kept talking about it and my friends I would go to the library and my friends are like hey Mike Tyson and I'm like oh my god like that was not something that I was proud of at all fast forward um I want to say maybe a few months down the line we get into it again and this time we are in the same club we are in the same club and it's this is the thing it's never me (laughs) like I'm always cooling when I go out I don't like conflict I don't like confrontation when I go out I want to go out and have a good time so I'm there one of my line sisters gets into it with this girl so I go you know I see it happening and I go and I'm like is everything okay The girl who she's arguing with has a friend with her. 
the friend comes up and I guess she feels like I am maybe threatening her friend, but I wasn't. I was just asking like, is everything okay? Another conflict ensues that night. And again, blanked out. Don't remember anything in between, but I just remember the next thing I remember was this guy who was holding me and he was like, do you want to go to jail? And I said, no, he was like, chill out. He was like, be cool. Because by this time, like the police had come inside and they were like looking for who it was. He was like, be cool, just stand here. And so I just stood there with him. He was like holding my arm, like, you know, had his arm around me like we were just cooling. And I thank God for that, man. He was honestly an angel. I'm not going to lie. He was an angel. So that happens. That's the second time. Again, one night something happens. Um, And this time, I don't even remember exactly what happened. But I remember a few of us, what happened? Were we there for a meeting? I don't know. Some kind of way we ended up in this apartment complex. Oh, I remember. I remember. So we were in this apartment complex and another argument happens. And me and my little sister were like sitting on the curb. And I just looked at her and I was just thinking to myself like, how did I get here? Like, when did this happen? This is not me. And I just remember being so sad. When you end up in situations that you know are just not a great representation of your character and who you really are, you just feel so disappointed in yourself. And that's an example of what I mean by why you keep learning lessons the hard way. Because during this time, I was not taking the proper steps to evaluate where I was and what was wrong with me to the point that I felt like everything had to be answered physically or like with a fight. And even if other people felt that way, I should have been of the mindset like, this is not me. I have way too much to lose. I'm just going to back up. But during that time, Shakira was not with it. Shakira was like, if you with it, I'm with it. Let's go. And that might be a little hard for you to picture because now I'm all like peace, love, rainbows, tranquility. But back in college, hmm, not so much. Not so much. So I had gotten to a point where I was like, maybe I don't need to go out like all of these situations keep happening every time I go out maybe I just need to stay in the house one of my friends has a birthday and she's like oh let's go to this club blah blah and in my head I was like I shouldn't go I shouldn't go I should stay home like she had a dinner before um going to the club and I was like I can just go to the dinner skip the club so that way you know I'm still showing my face but it's like my best friend so I'm like I have to go ignored my intuition and still went 
let me tell y'all, I'll tell you no lie. We go to eat and then we go to the club. In the back of my mind, I'm still like, I should not be going out. I tell you, I'm in the club for like 15 minutes and I start feeling sick. And I tell her, I was like, I do not feel well at all. Something is wrong. So I go to the restroom and y'all, I'll spare you the details, but I had food poisoning and I was in the restroom and I was like, oh my God, I called my mom. I was like, I need you to come to the club and get me. And she was like, is everything all right? Was it another fight? Cause I told my mom everything about the other ones. So she was like, is it another fight? I'm like, no, I'm sick. So she picks me up. And the next morning, I was thinking about it. I was like, girl, that was God. Because you knew that you were not supposed to be there. You knew that you had a feeling that you shouldn't have been there. And you still chose to go. And that's what I mean by why you keep learning lessons the hard way and see this this is the thing about lessons that we choose to ignore the red flags that we choose to ignore the first time it may hurt a little bit and you may get past it the second time that lesson has to show you it's gonna hurt worse than the first time if you don't learn it the second time around, the third time is going to be worse than the first and the second. And you're going to keep repeating different lessons until you learn what it is you're supposed to learn. So you may be thinking, well, Shakira, what did you learn during that time? Because it just sounds like a bunch of fighting to me and then food poisoning. My lesson was that I wasn't going to find happiness in the club. Like, I had to find happiness first inside of myself, mentally, spiritually, because at this time, I was also having, like, a disconnect from God. I had experienced a few losses in my life, a lot of losses. Um, One summer, my cousin died. The next summer right after that, my aunt died. The next year, my uncle died. And I just felt like it was like boom, 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 boom. And it was just like a lot to deal with. And I hadn't been able to process those things in a way that was healthy. So I guess you can say that I was using those different experiences to, I guess, to like let out those different angers and frustrations physically which is not healthy at all and you shouldn't do that so after that I started going to church more I started reading the bible more using the bible app more and just really trying to be in tune with my feelings and my emotions and get outside of the thinking that Anytime someone disrespects me or anytime someone disrespects someone I love, like I need to put hands on them. And I was never that kind of person. Like I was never that kind of person. So even when I think about it now, I'm just like, who was that? But like Young says in the book, self-reflection requires us to accept the good, the bad, and the ugly aspects of us. Like everything that makes us who we are 
was important to our journey. And if I hadn't gone through those things at that time, who would I even be today? I do feel like all of those things added to me being the person that I am today. So that's one example of why you keep learning lessons the hard way if you keep ignoring every situation that's happening every time it's happening and you just ignore the red flag like oh I see this red light but I'm gonna go anyway trust me it's gonna get worse each time you ignore the lesson so next I wanted to tell you all a little bit more um, about relationships I kind of touch on different things that I've dealt with in relationships but like throughout different episodes and never like in a complete roundabout way so I was dealing with someone in high school it was a it was a cool situation loved him still love him to this day in a different way though and after we graduated he I'm just gonna say he was starting a family of his own and it broke my heart and after he told me I was like oh I'm done with this. I'm not talking to anyone up here on campus. Well, jokes on me because I did. And I started talking to this guy. He was a frat guy. Sis, don't do it. He was a frat guy. He was nice. Um, but he was just very like critical. And I found myself I guess I I found myself like trying to change different things about me in a way that I felt like he would be okay with. And by critical, I mean like he would be like, why are you wearing your hair like this? You should wear your natural hair. I don't like your hair like that. Why are you wearing that color nail polish? You should do this color nail polish. Like that's how he was like very critical in like those kind of aspects like your physical appearance and I was just like "Mm, hold up like after a while I was like why am I dealing with this so stop dealing with him start dealing with someone else let me I'll just say that the two of them were close that was my bad that was my bad um so I started dealing with the other guy and I had gotten signs that this guy was dealing with other girls at the same time. And guess what I chose to do? I chose to ignore the signs. And you know what happened? I learned the lesson until I kept having to learn it over and over again. Until I finally accepted the fact that this guy was just not for me. He was for the streets. Seriously, he was for the streets and he probably still is. And but I just kept ignoring it because in my head, I think women a lot of times we have this mindset like he's gonna come around or like he's gonna like me more than he likes them. And you start like competing for the male gaze and it's just not worth it. I felt like I sacrificed my last two years of college. Because I kept trying to make it work and it was just not working. It was like trying to put a puzzle piece in a place that it doesn't go and it just won't work and nothing you do is going to make that puzzle piece fit. So I kept dealing with that and every time I ignored a sign, 
it was another girl. <laughs> like, I will find out about one girl. And I'm like, okay, but I think he still likes me. And then it would be another girl. And then another girl. And then it got to the point that I, it was like blatant, like in my face. Like the first time was like a rumor. The second time was like a text I saw on the phone or something like that. The third or fourth time was like me seeing it for myself. And that's what I mean. Like lessons, if you keep ignoring them, they're just going to keep popping up until you have to learn it the hard way. And that's what I had to do. And that's what I've had to do with a lot of things in my life. But I just wanted to share that with you all and give you some real life situations that I've been with, well, been through. And hopefully you all can take the things that I've learned in those situations and implement them in your own lives. And hopefully the overall or the overarching lesson that you get from this episode is that if you choose to ignore the lessons or if you choose to, you know, go through some things and still feel like, well, I'm going to do this anyway because this is what I want to do. You're going to keep learning them the hard way until you get to a point that you have no choice but to accept the lesson that you're supposed to get from those situations. So take the time to do some self-reflection and really go inside and think about what different things are teaching you. For me, the situation with the relationships with guys was that I needed to learn to love myself more than I love other people. Because when I was getting into these different situations, I was putting everything that I wanted to do on the back burner because I wanted to, I'm the kind of person like, when I like someone romantically, I put my all into them. It's like less about my dreams and my goals and more about what they want to do. Like, tell me what you want to do. We're going to make it happen. Let's do it. And I forget everything I want to do. So I had to get to a point where I was like, no, you come first. You come first. Your goals and your aspirations become first in your life because no one else is going to do that for you. No one else is going to put down the things that they want to do for you. So you have to do that. So I had to learn that. And I don't think, actually, I haven't spoken to, not spoken, but like talked romantically to anyone since then and that was in 2016 y'all 2016 when that happened and I haven't dealt with the guy since y'all because I just feel like I'm so focused on my dreams and my goals that it's just not worth me risking um putting my stuff down to like push someone else forward in the things that they want to do and that's the lesson that I had to learn in that but Again, I wanted to share with you all and until you're at a place mentally where you can accept yourself with all of your past mistakes, all of your past pitfalls and the nuances that make you, you, you'll continue to repeat the lessons necessary for you to move forward and you'll never reach the next level in your life until you gain the necessary lessons in order to move forward. 
So I wanted to share that with you all. It required some vulnerability on my end. It was a lot that I did not want to share, but I actually feel really good. Like I thought I was going to feel regretful after recording this episode, but I do feel good. I do feel like it's information that someone somewhere is going to be able to like implement in their life so they can avoid some of the things that I've been through. So with that being said, that's a great birthday gift to myself. A gift to y'all is a gift to myself. So I hope that you all enjoyed this podcast episode. Have a blessed and a safe week. Stay black and carefree. And we'll see you next week in next week's episode of the Carefree and Black Diaries. Bye, guys. Don't fight nobody. <laughs> Bye.